This is the Bourbon Bookshelf Podcast, where we cover books, beverages, and the general BS of the day. A few disclaimers, we are not literary experts, or experts in anything for that matter, and explicit content should be expected. I am your host, Barry Price. I hope you enjoy the show. They're, oh, the, the bootlegs. Yeah, the bootleg sessions. Mm-hmm. He still does them from time to time. Yeah. Not as often. I sang uh, Hallelujah to my daughter tonight. Oh, really? Yeah, I was trying to cock, settle her down. May not be the best one to sing. She doesn't know what I'm saying. <laughs> was she happy when he finished, John? Yeah. Uh, she was still a little <laughs> upset. <laughs> I need to be always got to be a fucking train. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. Oh, nice. How's yours get small? Mine's mine's full detail. I've never just the first widget I've ever done, so I don't know. Yeah. Well, well Jared. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Jared. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. How much do you think is too much to pay for Lumineers tickets? I don't know. I've been asking myself that all day, and I have less than 24 hours to decide. How much are they? I don't know. The so we're we're <laughs> we're set up for the pre-sale. I can't. I haven't found it. Honestly, I haven't really tried very hard, but to find information on it. But at 10 a.m., they go on sale. Yeah, well, I can't I can't provide an informed opinion without having any idea of the cost. Let me let me do some searching. My but, rule is once it gets to be triple digits, I have to really think about it. Yeah. No, I don't think <laughs> I don't think they're they're gonna have that price. I'm sure that option will be there. What kind of venue is it? It's at. It used to be called the Volvo, uh, Volvo Car Arena. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. It's an arena. Yeah, it's. They have the uh, Volvo Car Open, the uh, women's tennis tournament. Previous champions such as Serena Williams. Who? (laughs) Come on. Speaking of that, have you have y'all seen King Richard? I have not. No, no, kind of interested in it though. That's about their coach, right, or or whatever. Their dad, I think. Oh yeah. Good. Plus, great movie. Got Will Smith in it, right? Yeah, he's Richard. I guess let me know what the ticket cost is and I can give my input. I'm not a huge Lumineers fan, so I wouldn't probably stretch too far personally, but well, who I else mean, is playing? It's Camp C A A M. They they uh heard of them. They sing that song Debts I owe. You would I think y'all would like that song at least. Um but I see floor on here. They don't have the tickets price is listed yet but if that's general admission 
Might have to be in the pits. Yeah. Pits <laughs> might be all right. Fuck. I wanted to go see Metallica in Dallas, and those tickets were like 600 for the nosebleeds. And I said, nope. 600? Yeah. Holy <clears throat> fuck. Watch, Part of my friend. Yeah, watch it on YouTube. Is it going to be live broadcasted? No, I'll just go watch some other concert. <laughs> what did y'all think of the Super Bowl? Wait, 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 wait. Jerry, oh, I'm here too. Hi, guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, you're always hey, looking at your iPad or <laughs> shopping on Amazon. You, so. you said hi to Jared, but not me. <laughs> well, John, how much do you think is too much for Lumineers tickets? 50 bucks. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be a little more than 50. Oh, I don't have any <clears throat> emotional attachment to them. It's not, I don't know if it's an emotional attachment. I think it's just, I don't know. I, I dig them. In the, in the gal dig, digs them too. Yeah, so that's, that's the important part. That's a, that's a big factor. Well, I, uh, We'll get to it later. We'll save it for another day, yeah. maybe. John, All what right. are you drinking? I am drinking Casamigos Reposado Tequila. And I actually haven't tasted it yet. I'm very bad at lighting in here. Sorry. Yeah. Drinking is, it neat. Yeah. Is it a, what, what's the color of it? It looks kind of, it almost looks like a white wine color. Yeah. It's a Reposado. So it's between the, um, Blanco. the like, Blanco and the real dark stuff. It's aged less than a year. What's the dark stuff in Anejo? Anejo, yeah. Yes, I'm. Well, never mind. He said neat, so there is no ice. That's good. John's a tequila man now. Apparently, I've had it. That's the second time I've had it (laughs) since you and I went to a Rangers game. Back in God knows when, and I had a watermelon margarita <laughs> papacitos. We must have been twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like tequila every now and then. I've never tried anything other than Patron, really. And so I, I like to get into the game. Get the Fletch Azul. You know, it's funny. And it's um, Blue I, Arrow, John. Thank you. Um, I was looking for that out here and I found out I haven't bought any liquor since I moved to North Carolina, but apparently liquor, <laughs> how do we know her? Uh, apparently all the stores are state operated here. So ABC, yep. every single one of them. Well, I don't think that's, that's not their fault that they don't have Fletch Azul. That's Fletch Azul's fault. Probably. Yeah, I just don't imagine they're on top of the game. Uh, the most current, newest yeah. ones out there. Imagine North Carolina is the last state to receive anything. Yeah, the up and coming tequila. Yeah. So the, y'all don't have a total wine? Oh, so I didn't know this. I went into a total wine, um, and was looking around for the liquor, and there was nothing in there. Just wine and beer. What do you mean? No liquor? Nope. They're all ABC stores. Wake County, ABC, number 
are they really state like truly state owned <laughs> yeah I, mean, I, I, I think they're member, like county owned i thought that was just you talking shit on how inefficiently no. they were run no, and they had like seven <laughs> employees in there for all standing behind the counter they're all state employees yeah. that's interesting they get state benefits probably probably they're $120 an hour in there to after the book I just read, I don't know if I'd be drinking any liquor from a state owned liquor store. Probably watering it down. Yeah. Damn. Sneaking arsenic into it. <laughs> um, Jared, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Yingling Flight. It's uh the next generation of light beer. What's different about I it? No, I would call it like a Michelob Ultra. Oh. I think it tastes better though than Michelob Ultra. Yeah, probably just because it says Yingling on it. Yeah, it probably helps. <laughs> probably helps. Good. You can probably find it in your neck of the woods. No? Yeah, I think I've seen it. Let me see the can. It's refreshing. Oh yeah, I've seen that. They're going to have this post-race at the Shamrock Marathon. Yingling Shamrock So you're practicing it. Yeah. Got to, you know. uh, You know, the post-race is just as important. You got to be ready. You got to be able to hang. Yes, exactly. John, that's – you're doing – are you just doing the Yingling? No, no, you're doing Tobacco Road. Your dad wanted to do Yingling. Wanted to, but I think he's doing – tobacco road now but he didn't sign up oh he switched yeah he didn't sign up for the half when i told him to so it sold out so i don't know if he sold that signed up for the full like i said i told him to sign up for the full and just run the half because it's five more dollars but i think he was counting for the yingling one he was counting on me going up there with him but i was already committed It's not long now. Yeah, how long is it, John? Three more weeks? Uh, it's the March 20th, so we're, I think, About five months out. Yeah. yeah. Well, have fun. I'll be in Rio Doso, New Mexico. Jared, you're running England that weekend, right? That same weekend? Yes, sir. Same day, same morning. How you well, feeling? shit. <laughs> I'll do something, too, guys. I'll do something, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for a 5K walk. There you go. Hey, it'll be like when uh, I went to Savannah with (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Shit. How are you feeling, John? Uh, I don't think I'm going to get a sub four hour uh, (laughs) after my performance. (laughs) Did you think you would at one point? No, uh, I was shooting for sub five. Fuck yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. Why not? Um, I've had COVID this year and a baby. And I also milked both of those incidents for longer than I should have uh, and made it almost four well, weeks. The baby's understandable. Almost four weeks of no running instead of what should have been two. Well, no factor. You still got five weeks. Yeah. So I'm just going to do what I can to get up there. I run this week was a little rough. 
as you would expect it to be after. It, I'm the master know. of going out and doing a long run after three weeks and not doing anything. So <laughs> I know how it goes. Good. How many days till your race, Barry? I don't know. Quite a few. I still got two months. Not even, not even training for it yet. Do what, John? Never mind. What are you doing? You're doing Sky Island? Is that? No, Wild, uh, Wild Canyon. I may do Sky Island too, though. Just go to Fort Davis. You should. I don't know. It's not till September. Do the 50 Dude, I can't man, find fuck. any races that are really getting me excited. Other than, other than really, really fanciful take, ones that are, take? you know, four days of travel to get to it. Get get on the wait list for Moab. Well, I think I'm I'm pretty seriously considering the Sangre de Cristo 50K, which is in September. Oh. And then I want to do the one in Arizona, probably. Oh, Havelina? No. What is that one called? Pass Mountain. Yeah. In November <laughs> in Scottsdale, right? It's in Mesa. 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 We'll see, though. I feel like a lot of things are going to have to go right in my life to make both of those happen this year. Yeah, my for Pass Mountain, I'm going to have to somehow appease my overlords. Yeah. <laughs> now is not the time to be asking. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm feeling good, though. When I run, it feels pretty good. It helps that the weather's been phenomenal, too. So. Great yeah, this past Saturday was the first time I either it wasn't snowing or I wasn't expecting a child in like four weeks. Yeah, we just need to get all your other crap dealt with. Yeah. You'll be ready to go. Congratulations, by the way, because I think that was, but that happened after. Yeah. Our last recording. Yeah. Congratulations. Appreciate it. Everyone's home and safe and. The next generation of the bourbon bookshelf on the ground. Like I said, y'all looked surprisingly good in that photo. Probably just was that several hours after labor or yeah, that was probably that was because I didn't share any of the ones from the actual labor room. Um good call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those were pretty raunchy. I don't even want to know. (laughs) That kid's going to have a lot of hair. (laughs) I think think she looks a lot more like Katie than you. I keep hearing everyone say one thing or the other. I think she looks like Katie. I think I see a little bit of her, a little bit of you and her, but looks mostly like Katie right now, at least. We're still pending the uh, paternity test so I can prove to everyone that I'm not a virgin. Yeah. <laughs> Have it on paper. Yeah. Proof. Frame it up at the office. <laughs> Here you'll see my diplomas. <laughs> well, uh, I guess the only other thing to talk about was the Super Bowl. 
I really this isn't necessarily the Super Bowl itself, but boy, when Snoop was up there crip walking, that really <laughs> I was really feeling that got me fired up for the halftime show. Best halftime since Prince. You think so? I swear to God. Yeah. No, no doubt. Others would disagree, but one's disagreeing behind you. I thought yeah, I thought Snoop and, and Dre were really good, but I could have done without the rest of it. I thought Eminem was gonna go like really hard and be like screaming and stuff, and he didn't do it. So that really oh, let me did down. Did you expect any other song though? Did you expect any other song like that? I don't know what song I expected, but even I, even that song, I feel like he could have gone harder with it. Yeah, I guess. And then I don't even know that Kendrick Lamar guy and 50 Cent look like. Swimming pools, dude. Huh? Song Swimming Pools. Kendrick Lamar's was? Yeah. No. Never mind. Look it up later. Anyway. Um, And then Mary J. Blige, she did that one that I figured she would. Let's get it home. Yeah. We get Black Eyed Peas. No, it was Mary J. Blige, and she played it at the halftime show. Let's get it started. No, (laughs) no. (laughs) Let me go. Yeah, um, Fifty Cent. (laughs) I've seen too many memes already, man. It is so funny. (laughs) But. Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre was really good. It's cool too, knowing that they like grew up just blocks from there in the in the hood and made it out. Yeah. I enjoyed the football too. Yeah. The, I don't know if this You're gonna get a shutdown. Copyright infringement. <laughs> Is that song? It's called Family Affair. Uh no, the game was good too. I had picked the Rams, and I think you did too, Jared. Yeah, I won $10. I actually did too, but I'm not going to get paid. (laughs) What are you saying? I don't think Stafford's a better quarterback than Burrow, but I think he deserved the Super Bowl ring. Well, I really like the story behind the Rams. I mean, they went they went all in to make it happen. Yeah, and they made it happen. Suck in my yeah. <laughs> this might be the only. This was. This could be the only time we see them. I think in the Super Bowl for a while. The Rams, because that's kind of an older team. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Stafford's been playing for thirteen years, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm no NFL expert, but the Bengals, seeing them right back next yeah. year, wouldn't be surprised. I don't know how I feel about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm just glad he's not at LSU anymore. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I have a favorite team anymore. Cowboys let me down every year tremendously. I liked Aaron Rodgers, and I don't think he'll be with the Packers next year. Tom Brady's gone. 
I mean, what's football even going to look like? I think Aaron Rodgers could find a real nice home in Charlotte, North Carolina. I think he's going to end up in Denver. Probably. You think they're going to get – wait, wait, wait. Cam is not coming back? Is that what you're saying? They're not going to bring Cam back? I mean, I wouldn't. I doubt it. But <laughs> I thought that was kind of just to come and retire as a Panther thing. For $6 million? Yeah, dude, that's chump change to those people. They probably sold some tickets. True. Well, he only started – I don't know the stats, but – Hey, Jared. Huh. Just while I'm thinking about it, will you send me the recipe for that peach chutney again? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have to be right now. But... I got to take a picture of it and send it to you. All right. Back to, <laughs> back to the regular scheduled programming. Um, now I think Aaron Rodgers will end up at Denver if he doesn't retire. I think he might would have a nice little home in Dallas, too. Are they going to push uh, Dak aside for him? Yeah, I hope so. I don't know. You don't like I Dak? I don't know. Depends on the day, just like Romo. I tell you, I like Romo as an announcer a lot more than I did as Romo as a quarterback. Did y'all see that that commercial is the Caesar Sportsbook commercial with the Mannings in it? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Caesar guy goes, can I have one of you legendary quarterbacks pass me the gravy? And uh, Eli reaches for it, and he goes, well, no, no, I, I said legendary. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> His other side was Peyton and Archie over there. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> we didn't get to see too many commercials. I, I don't think we – Really didn't get to see much of the game actually, but I say I say pretty in tune to it. John, did you watch the whole thing? I watched the whole thing, but I was trying to get my daughter to go to sleep, so we had it quiet. And so I usually watch them quiet. Actually, the Super Bowl was probably the one football game I watched all year on like a regular volume <laughs> where I could hear. You know what I'm most stoked about that came from the Super Bowl is that there's going to be another Jurassic Park. Yes, <laughs> yes. Same sentiment <laughs> from my house. We all looked at each other like, it, yeah, we're going. Yeah, Doesn't it look awesome, mm-hmm. though, with the original cast? Oh, really? Yeah. But major- maybe majority of it. Or maybe not. No, I'm just glad we finally know it's safe to not wear Dr. masks Grant. anymore. Mm-hmm. Thank you, California. Rightness. <laughs> what happened, Jared? No, just the sound got yeah. weird. I didn't quit. But uh, I'm surprised they even had the Super Bowl. I'm surprised they even had the Super Bowl in California. Well, they're talking about not for a little bit. Really? Yeah. When? Do you remember that, John? Mm-hmm. They're talking, trying to figure out where they're going to move it to. No shit. But they changed their mind on that real quick. 
You think those politicians were missing out on the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough politics for now. What books do y'all have, John, Jared, John? I, I have uh, Magdalena. Bye. Wade Davis. I have <laughs> The Flicker of Old Dreams by Susan Henderson. The Flicker? The Flicker of Old Dreams. I have... <laughs> <laughs> I have Killers of the Flower Moon by David Gran. John, you gonna tell us about Magdalena? Sorry, yeah. I talked bad about it before I even heard it. Well, <laughs> I'm about to talk bad about it. So it's okay. Uh, so this, I first heard about Wade Davis from the uh, founder of Patagonia. He was reading Into the Silence, which was a book about the Great War um, and climbing Mount Everest with Mallory. Um, I picked that up based off that recommendation and really didn't enjoy it. It was like very word, like wordy, I guess. It's hard to get through. And so I put it down. So anyway, I was looking for a book kind of on about Columbia because I just read that Killing Pablo book and I came across Magdalena also by Wade Davis. And so it's uh, Magdalena, River of Dreams, A Story of Columbia. It's got two colons in it. Um, he wrote he wrote Killing Pablo, too? No. Uh, he wrote Into the Silence. This oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Killing Pablo was what led me to looking for a book on Columbia. But, but the, the book kind of centers around the, the Rio Magdalena, which runs almost the entire length of Columbia through the center of it. And he, he proposes that uh, the country wouldn't be what it is without this river. It allows them to get out into the Caribbean from deep within the country. So they, the, the book has broken up into three parts, uh, Alto, Medio, and uh, Bajo, I think. Um, for the upper, lower, upper, middle, and lower sections of the river. And were they floating it? Um, so they started off going to the headwaters, and you can't really float up there. It's just not enough. And there's just a bunch of streams trickling into it. And to the point where I got, they hadn't done any kind of real floating on it. They were just kind of traveling down from city to city. Yeah. Uh. And he's kind of got an interesting take, uh, not interesting take, kind of interesting setup of the book. Like he'll get to a city and he'll kind of like break into a story, almost like he's remembering something, but he's, it's not, he's telling the history of Columbia. So it's like this, this city reminds him of this thing. Uh, and it, they've got like ruins kind of like in the, um, Peru and the Aztec in Mexico they've got a lot of ruins like that that are pretty cool and so he tells the story of that and then the Spanish conquest coming through um, and that was all up kind of in the higher regions of the country up in the mountains and in the rainforest and he talks about the 
kind of the guerrilla warfare that goes on there or has gone in there in the past. And then they moved to another city and another story. Um, Pablo Escobar uh, gets a lot, gets talked about a lot there um, and how his influence over Colombia. And they also talk about like, so they, it's generally, it's like a big history of this, the country. Um, but as it pertains to this river, which is just this massive yeah. river, it's actually really silty, uh, silt, silty. Is that the right word? Um, not clear at all. So I'm looking at pictures. It looks pretty muddy, yeah. very turbid. Upper reaches look beautiful though. Uh, but like I was, I really wasn't a fan of the, the kind of the writing style or how the book is set up. Uh, it's hard to read. It's really hard to like kind of get into it, get into a flow mm-hmm. with it. Um, it's interesting, but it's not something I'm going to like gut out. I've read about 50% of it. Um, and I'd like to finish it, but I just don't think I've got the bandwidth at the moment to kind of just trudge through it as with his other book that I've tried to read before. Yeah. You know, you can't love every author. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to give up on Wade. Sorry. I like your topics. Yeah. Sorry, Wade. We're canceling our episode with you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, from a one-star review standpoint, um, there are actually no reviews that are, one star there's one person that like clicked one star but it this person is two star called it a long rant from start to finish and i think much of the content of this book is quite fascinating but the structure of this book is atrocious and i would definitely agree with that just hard to follow a lot of names of people that i don't think really matter in in history that i should be remembering and their heart, yeah. it brings them back up. I will say it made me want to travel to Colombia, though. Like it kind of made me fall in love with it from that standpoint. Make you want to do a float trip? I'm not sure if I want to get in that water. Did you ever listen to that meat eater audio book? I did I not. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. I don't know. I. I'll come back next episode with what it's called, but they go down a they go down a river in Colombia trying to do a documentary on something, howler monkeys or something, <clears throat> and uh, get caught up in a bunch of in a bunch of gang activity out there. Heck no. After being told not to go, basically, and even having the national guards, <laughs> the national guard had stopped them at one point and said, "You guys can't go any further into here." or we're not going to be able to help you anymore. And they still wanted to go and they got in there. They made it out though. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. What is that book called? I'm going to go look right now. One thing I, I forgot to mention, um, the uh, cocaine hippos that I, I think the story is hilarious. Uh, it's a Pablo Escobar had hippos brought in from Africa. And when he got chased out of his uh, hacienda uh, the hippos got set free and now there's about 50 of them mm-hmm. in uh rio magdalena so no way 
It's called Campfire Stories, Close Calls. Audiobook only. Hmm. It's like a podcast almost, podcast yeah. series. Son of a bitch, there they are, cocaine hippos. That's crazy. They're thriving. You got anything else, Tom? That's it. Jared broke. The Flicker of Old Dreams by Susan Henderson. This was another Mr. K find. Um, I found it on a wall. I have yet to find a book. Meg pointed it out to me. I wish I had found it sooner, but lots of good stuff there. Uh, so this, first off, Mary Crampton is the embalmer at her dad's funeral home in the small town of Petroleum, fictional town that's located in central Montana. Uh, Mary has spent basically her whole life. She's 30 years old in this book and it has never left Petroleum and has never really thought about leaving until now, which I would have thought about leaving a lot sooner than that. But um, this town is haunted by a, an accident that happened at the town at the local grain mill that left one of the high school star football players that worked there dead uh, and basically shutting down the mill and it closed closed down the route of the train to get to the town. So the town is dying because there are hardly any jobs. A lot of the a lot of the jobs there that are left are odd jobs that men and women try to find and even like passing down those odd jobs to their their children. It's pretty sad. This, the town sounds pretty lame, I'm gonna be yeah, honest with bit. you. But <laughs> but um so the accident happened um when Mary Crampton was just a kid, but but anyway the younger brother of of the, of the the high school kid that died was working at the top of the grain at on top of the grain tower silo anyway he wasn't doing his job properly then the older brother basically fell in got suffocated anyway the town blamed it all on this poor kid his name's robert basically left town when he could to find a better way to prove the people of the town wrong and and then now finds himself back in petroleum to help ease his dying mother and the whole town never really forgot that he was not really to blame but they needed to lay the blame on someone so they left it on him but mary has been seen as a freak um, growing up in a funeral home and her dad's funeral home and basically taking on the, the role of, of the embalmer at the funeral home. And so she's kind of seen as a freak and uh, by a lot of locals and a lot of younger kids and been always kind of getting picked on. So you have these two outcasts 
And when Robert comes back to town, well, you know what happens. They fall in oh, love. Oh, yeah. Should have seen that Ooh. coming. <laughs> Should have seen it coming. But um, I'll just leave it there. Uh, my, in my opinion, the book tends to spin its wheels a lot. You kind of go through a few chapters and you really never make any progress in the book. I feel like I'm still on the same day. <laughs> like every day kind of drags on in this book. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. I guess so. I've never, <laughs> I don't know. But we hadn't seen Groundhog uh, Day? No. I don't know. You can shake your head. I know the, I know the premise. I haven't seen it. Oh. I'm glad I'm not the only one. But I'll admit I haven't finished the book. I'm 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 about to, but it's it's kind of it's kind of tough when you feel like there's there's no it's going nowhere. Yeah. Did you finish? About to. I will soon. What was the wall you said it was on? It it was like on a it was like on the back wall of modern fictions oh yeah uh yeah i found i found a few peter heller books over there and and uh a few other authors but uh you know i wanted a, a goal of reading more female authors so this book looked yeah. good and it was literally right next to peter heller so i was like oh, that sounds great it has great reviews i mean it's not a bad book i'm not i'm not shitting on it but it could progress yeah, a little faster. not the best right <laughs> not every book can no. be a 10 no no and there are a few one-star reviews on amazon uh jan thinks it's depressing the most depressing book i've ever read and now she ain't wrong it's desperate i mean it's <laughs> it is depressing i mean i don't know why the people don't leave sooner they need to get out of this town but stockholm syndrome kind of going nowhere yeah and then profanity alert go to page five profanity and f-bomb whoa on, on page five <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right here <laughs> uh yeah um yeah check her out if you want yeah sounds pretty good what's it called again the Flicker of Old Dreams by Susan Henderson. Set in Petroleum, Montana. Yep. My uh, grandfather grew up in Phillips, Texas, which I don't know if the oil company is named after that or... If it was named the, after the oil company. company. Yeah. <laughs> it... Well, funny enough, actually, Frank Phillips played was in uh, my book, and he is probably he is probably who Phillips is named after, much like the college in Borger and the oil company, Frank Phillips Junior College. You guys play against them ever? Borger, Texas. Uh, yeah, we did at Ranger. 
Um, Did play them in basketball though. Yeah, probably. I might start going to Midland College basketball games just to side note there. <laughs> I'm thinking about going to Duke UNC. Oh, you should. It's only going to cost me five thousand dollars. No, not that. Not in that case. Triple digits where I draw the line there too. Coach K's last um, oh, regular yeah. season game. I tell you, UNC. I have really taken to watching college basketball in the last couple of weeks. You can always find a game on that's good, even if it's like Abilene Christian versus UTEP. There's a good game on somewhere. Texas Tech. Baby. Yeah, I've been watching all the Tech games. I watched my first one since last year, and I got to see uh, the number one team in the country lose to my Arkansas Razorbacks. Yeah, that was a really good game, too. It was the, end, went, yeah. Yeah, it was, the end was so amazing with the dunk. Yeah. Holy crap. Jared, why, didn't, why did the Tech games not start till 8 p.m.? Central time. No, that's idea. really, but really irritating. Way too late for them, yeah, man. really irritating. They play. They play Texas again here pretty yeah. soon. In Texas, right? I think that's tomorrow. Is it? Tomorrow? They're, not, they're either playing or ba- maybe they're playing Baylor. They play Baylor. They play. They play Baylor tomorrow at nine p.m. What the fuck? You're right. I'm telling you, it's late, and that's like a prime time game too. Yeah, that's a big game. Yeah, holy moly. Anyways, yeah. And then <laughs> Texas, we play UT again on Saturday at twelve thirty p.m. Mm-hmm. Did you go to that Texas basketball game with us when we were at Ranger? That may have been. Mm-mm. I got a no. I, I got a parking ticket at it that I neglected for like three years, and it ended up really it ended up becoming a real big problem. Were you are you a wanted man in Austin? No, I got it dealt with. Were you a wanted? Was there a warrant? Yeah, they issued a warrant for it. Dude, it's like a it's like <laughs> a ten dollar parking ticket, and I wasn't even I was parked legally too, as far as I know, <laughs> as far as I could tell. Yeah. Anyways, I fucking colleges. I had kind of forgot about that. The parking Nazis. I once got like seventy five dollars in fines because I wouldn't pay the two fifty it cost to park at school. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) They're good about issuing parking parking tickets. Oh yeah, WT handed them out like. You get one just for classes. Yeah. <laughs> Did they have the car with the with the the cameras on it, scanning license plates? I haven't seen that. Yeah. As soon as like one pops up a red boot, you're getting a you're getting a ticket. Wow. I think you get a boot if if you if you don't. You know, if you haven't paid your your dues, your fines, as you should. I don't know. I never <laughs> got booted. 
All right, back back Barry, to the books. What, what book do you have, Barry? Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders and the Birth of the FBI by David Gran. That's one hell of a yeah, title. It, it really it was one hell of a book, one hell of a story. Um, I've been seeing this book around for quite a while. Probably five couple, years or so. Yeah, at least. And uh, I never really thought anything about it because I didn't think it would uh, suit my needs that I look for in like a book about Native Americans. Um, but I started seeing people recommending it a lot. And then I think I actually took the time to read the back flap and, and got really interested and decided to pick it up. And uh, I grabbed it at the Burrowing Owl Bookstore in Amarillo, Texas, which is a cool little place that I don't know how many times I've probably driven past it, never gone in. But uh, this book is about the mysterious Osage Indian murders. Uh, the Osage Indians at the time were the, uh, and this was the 1910s, 1920s, were the wealthiest people per capita in America because the land uh, that they got uh, flopped down on that the U.S. government let them have for their reservation uh, ended up having good oil fields underneath it. And so uh, they just started getting rich off oil, which at the time was only $3 a barrel. Must have been nice. <laughs> but uh, as you can imagine, there was some folks who didn't like these Indians being the richest people in the country. And so the government actually assigned almost all of them a guardian is what they call them. Kind of like uh, kind of almost like Britney Spears and her dad. Basically, you could, the Indians couldn't spend the Osage couldn't spend any money without the guardian's approval. And the guardians all surprisingly enough ended up being mostly prominent white businessmen in the area. Uh, or a lot of these Osage were married uh, to white people as well. And so they would let them be the, <clears throat> the guardians in that case. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind through all this. But uh, anyways, about 1916, uh, these prominent Osage Indians start dying off one by one um, and all, all pretty mysteriously. I mean, obviously, you know, some of them were getting murdered just execution style with no leads. Um, a lot of them were dying from poisoning from they, this was during the prohibition period. And so they were drinking moonshine and stuff and people were poisoning the moonshine. And one lady was a diabetic and the doctors were saying they were giving her insulin shots when they were actually slowly poisoning her doing that. Uh, and then one guy's house, they just blew up with nitroglycerin. But uh, say all that to just say over this period of about seven years, there was 24 of these murders that they all considered linked of these prominent Osage Indians. Um, and there's 
there's several layers to that onion right there and don't want to go into it because it'll, you know, you find it all out in the book and that's the point of reading the book. Um, but, but one of those layers is that dur- during this time too, J. Edgar Hoover got put in charge of the FBI and he was got real interested in solving this case as a way to promote the FBI's um, he, he wanted to change the image of the FBI to what it is today. A bunch of guys in suits that are well-educated and, and on the scene. You know, that's what they want you to think, at least. And, um, and so he, he was really interested in this case more for the image and reputation of the FBI than actually caring about solving it. Uh, but they did get it solved, and I'll let you find that in the book. But uh, all in all, like I said, there was the 24 confirmed murders and um, that were all linked to a certain handful of people. And, uh, and then later in the book, the author who had been doing additional research and investigations said that there was likely over 100 during that period that were somehow all related into uh into the whole scheme of things because it got to a point where basically anybody that had any involvement in the case was getting getting killed off along with the osage indians and so it's really a, a pretty incredible story um it's very sad the situation was the book the book itself wasn't really all that sad but uh, and I found it to be an engaging read. My only real complaint is for about the first 65 pages, you essentially are introduced to every person in the Osage Nation. And so it, is, it was really hard to keep track of everything for that span. But eventually it kind of weeds down to, you know, the 10 or 12 real key players. Um. But I gave it a 10 out of 10 on my on my side and would definitely recommend it to anybody uh, that has likes true crime books, uh, even oil and gas industry type stuff, because there's some history there too. Um, Native American history or just wants to hear about a crazy story that I I had never heard of until I picked up this book. So all in 315 easy to read pages yeah i was about to say i've seen it before i thought it was pretty short yeah it's heavily indexed but uh some one star reviews uh one of them these are summarized because these were heavy narratives that we don't have time for uh this one says judging the past by the woke standards of today the remarkable history of the Osage Indians doesn't need to need the virtue signaling of our sensitive progressives. And so I did notice uh, a lot of it was written with a modern context, which I can understand why it's that way. But in a, I mean, you really should look at it more in a historical context. I, I mean, I definitely, <clears throat> I mean, this was the 1920s, so we're not too far removed from the Indian Wars. But, 
you know, I think I don't necessarily know how much of this was a a racism issue. Obviously, there's a piece of that, but I really think it was a situation that allowed these people to be exploited just through the way that they had been set up basically with these guardians, with the guardianship and, and the other just kind of strange laws of the, Mm -hmm. the reservation lands. U S government does it again. Yep. But uh, most of these Indians actually had white women as their servants or their maids, I guess you would call them. And uh, like I said, most of them were married to white people too. And then the other one says, awful writing dwarfs, an interesting topic. I felt like I was reading a paper written by a college kid, a freshman, not a senior at a community college, not an Ivy League. (laughs) And uh, I think it's pretty well written, especially once I figured out the main characters, like I said earlier, so... Uh, and then there was one five star that caught my eye. So I'm going to read it too. It said, this is one of the best true crime historical counts I've ever read from start to finish. It is a compelling read that didn't let me put the book down a darkly fascinating subject. Well rendered. So there you go. And David Grant has a few other books. Uh, the lost city of Z is probably his other most well-known one. I think they made a movie out of that. Yeah, I think it's on Amazon. Yeah, and then uh, The Devil and Sherlock Holmes, which is like a true crime short story book, I think. Or no, I'm sorry, The Old Man and the Gun is his one that's the true crime short story book. And then The Devil and Sherlock Holmes, I think, is just about like investigation techniques and stuff. And then something else to note with this is it's been made into a movie as well. Uh, should come out sometime this year. It was directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, we'll have Robert De Niro, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Brendan Fraser in it. And also, Sturgill Simpson and Jason Isbell are playing wow. in it. Oh, Holy wow. moly. So that ought to be interesting once it comes out. Line me up. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, especially if it's done from like a – not like documentary style, but like a, I don't know, more story style, I guess, which I expect it will be. That's going to be good. But that explains why Sturgill was in Oklahoma last summer. I don't know how closely y'all follow him on Instagram, but you may remember that. I can't figure him out. He still posts on he, he deletes. He deletes his Instagram every other day. Yeah, or everything off of it. Kind of stopped but, paying attention when he, when he was posting his like shoe collection. Yeah, for a little while, it's like, man, this uh, is That's Killers of the Flower Moon by David Grant. I'm definitely glad I read it. So it sounds awesome. Yeah, it was really interesting. Crazy wow. story. I bet. Maybe the movie will reveal some of it too. The movie looks like it's dialed into the 12 main characters, so that helps a lot. John, 
You want to tell us about the Unraveling podcast? Yeah, so I, I saw a post the other day from Jocko, and Barry also shared that with me. And I had no idea Jocko was doing another podcast. Um, I haven't been really in tune with what he's up to. Um, but I decided to go check it out. Uh, he had started the podcast. I don't even know when it started, but they called it The Thread until he got a cease and desist letter. Oh, really? what's that? Um, so someone else had the name The Thread as a podcast. And oh, like, heck. That's my fault. I didn't look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I and, bet it wasn't nearly as big as Jocko's was. Yeah. And uh, so Jocko changed the name of his podcast to the Jocko Unra- Unraveling Podcast. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, I've listened to like the first six or seven episodes now, mostly uh, while I was running on Saturday. Uh, so so uh, <clears throat> it's basically, it's a, what it's supposed to be, it's a kind of a thread, I guess, to how we got to ISIS. Oh. Um, uh, from kind of the September 11th or even earlier than that from like when Saddam got in power they, they kind of briefly touch on it but they're kind of spending the bulk of their time in, in Iraq um, so it's been a I think there's 30 episodes or so so if you want to go, go check it out they're only about an hour long not usual Jocko three hour podcast but it goes, if you like Jocko, he's kind of more talks about what he himself did in Iraq and his experience there too, as oh, it cool. relates to the story they're trying to tell. So I've learned a lot about him that I didn't know about. That sounds cool too. Well, I had I had known about the unraveling, but I just assumed it was like a jujitsu podcast. I that's what I probably would have done that too. Made and that so connection I, there. I never even checked it out until i saw that post and then it when i was reading it it reminded me more of almost like a hardcore history and that's podcast. what it, it kind of reminded me of that too because i've listened to i think one or two of his series of the hardcore history mm-hmm. um the one i thought of was the blueprint for armageddon and he it's about world war one but he uses it as an example of how that that shot um, on Franz Ferdinand kind of led us to the Cold War and yeah. beyond. Yeah, if you guys haven't listened to Hardcore History, it's probably the most like amazingly well put together podcast I've ever listened to. Especially when you factor in all the research that would have to be done to get it yeah. to that point. And they ain't short either. I think it was four, or five, six-hour podcasts. Yeah, it's for our Blueprint for Armageddon. He makes you pay for some of his, but I think he's got. They're worth it. They're cheap too. Yeah, they're only a dollar. I think they were. They used to be at least. Wow. Yeah, five-hour, forty-five-minute episode. Yeah, how much does a movie cost you? I don't know. I'm just looking. I'm just looking. You go to the theater; it costs more than a Metallica ticket. 
We're just looking on Spotify on Spotify here, and I don't see anything for. I don't know how you pay for, for payment. Spotify. Those are probably as free ones then. I mean, I'm already. What is, I mean, if you're subscribed to Spotify, would that make it free? I don't know. Yeah, probably. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple of times too. Oh yeah, these might. Now see, it only goes down to episode fifty-six, Jared. Oh. His paid ones you have to like go get from his website. I think. Ah, uh, I see. Um, Roger that. It'd be something to download for your next fifty miler. I actually really enjoyed listening to the unraveling while I was uh running. Yeah, sometimes it helps keep your brain on other stuff. And it kind of kept me from getting too jacked up. Yeah. Listening to Eminem can get you there. Yeah. Especially when he's going hard like I thought he would at the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys got anything else? Are we Thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, Yeah. Continue to share the podcast and yeah, tell your friends, tell your wife. Wait, are we drawing names? Uh, yeah, that was something else. I, I can't remember exactly the details we discussed on that. We were going to draw names today um, and bring, bring it on episode 51. Okay. That's what we were talking about. We're going to draw names. Down or you gonna do it, John? I don't have any paper in front of me, but I'll do it. Barry, Jared, John, you're John. So basically, what we're doing, all three of us have a name and a hat. John is gonna draw the name, and whoever. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining this. Barry, we're all going to make the other read a book, right? Right. Within reason. If I get a dictionary, I'm going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Is there any, is there any criteria here? Yeah. I think we were talking about keeping it fiction and keeping it uh, kind of a, I don't know. I feel like. Under 350 pages. Sure. Yeah. Something we can finish in two weeks. Since I'm the slowest reader here, something I can finish in two weeks, like something. I don't know if you're the slowest reader here. I've probably taken that title now. (laughs) Oh, ain't no shot. We all, the only way to know would be all for all of us to sit down with the same book and read for an hour. And you probably have to let us have our phones next to us. (laughs) Yeah. That plays a factor. That's the discipline to stay on it. I'm always amazed when I set my phone on do not disturb and read for an hour. I'm like, holy shit, I read 80 pages. 
Uh, I turn off the notifications on Instagram and it keeps me off of there pretty yeah. well. Just because I'm not every time I get a like, I'm like, oh, I better go look at this, even though I know who liked it. Yeah. yeah. I've it never had one person. Well, now that I can see my screen time all day, every day, I think that's really going to help. I'm going to try to make sure my books, my books app is the highest up on there. I'm, I'm curious to see how this will play out. Yeah, let's let's hear it, John. What do we got? How are we right. doing this? Are you John? drawing for for who? All right, why don't you just? I'll draw for Jared. All right. What if Hold it's Jared? No, draw for you. Draw for you because we'll go in order of the the. Okay. Why not? I got Barry. All right. Hey. All right. Who's All next? Right. I guess I don't know how this works. I don't know the math on this. If we still need to keep drawing, here, let me see. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna sound like some real idiots. <laughs> Jerry, you want to draw? Got yeah, Barry. I'll draw. Draw me. All right, I drew. Here, you. Right, hold on, hold on, Jared. Hold on. And Jared. Okay, Jared. Who do draw. I have? Well, that means I have you. Well, yeah, Jared's got John, <laughs> and I've got Jared. <laughs> no, you can still draw. No, because I wait. If Jared drawing now, I've have Jared and Barry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because okay. I I drew Jared for him. All right. Well, there we go. All right. I got John. Uh, got Barry. John has Barry. Barry has has me. Jared, you've been feeling anything? Are you? I have known what book I'm gonna buy. So what are you talking about? What book what? we're reading? What? No, what what book do you want to read? Oh. What are you buying for John? Well, you can't say. Uh, it's just got to show up. It's the prize right there. Okay. We can talk about it next episode if you want. Once we've got them in hand. Yeah, once we got them in hand. Nah, let's not talk about them. All right. We'll wait till we'll wait for the grand reveal. Yeah. Huh. Jared. keep me on top of this because i'm gonna forget john i would be interested in maybe an Ernest hemingway book or something like that <laughs> you only have to take recommendations <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but send whatever that's the fun of it so i don't want any bigfoot related books <laughs> Keep it out of the romance section. Keep it out of the romance section, dude. Yeah. If Fifty Shades of Grey shows up, I'll read it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, so stay tuned for that. This is episode 49. That's pretty insane. Crazy. A long way. Actually, I think our two-year anniversary is next week. Wow. 220. So, cool. That'd be about right. We've missed one. That means we've missed two recordings. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. So that's back before. Anyways, <laughs> y'all check out our website and Strava Club. Tell your friends, like, and subscribe. Keep we also have books. a playlist on Spotify. 
Yeah, playlist on Spotify. We're in a lot of really obscure places and nowhere that we really should be. So, <laughs> <laughs> like libraries, yeah, <laughs> book clubs, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we'll get a we'll get more mainstream here soon. I'm about ready to dive back in a little more full force. And put your phone on Do Not Disturb one evening and read for an hour and see what happens. Let's do it. Jerry, do you got anything? Keep getting your miles in, y'all. Yep. Trying. Keep on digging. Yep. Yep. We're trying. Trying to get back to 20 a week. It's a good goal. Barry and I did this up. Uh, ultra challenge to get $22 off shoes. Mm-hmm. Did you do that mine. one, Jared? What? What? Did you do that one? Which one? The ultra challenge on Strava. Yeah, those those bastards still haven't sent me my, my coupon. Me neither. Oh, really? The, yeah. Maybe they're waiting until the end of it. I think I got mine. I need them now. I also got $50 off of some Roka stuff, which it's still too expensive. But. Yeah. They look cool. Yeah. John, what were you going to say? Glasses. Oh, I got mine in two runs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> had to go do uh, 22 miles over what, 14, 15 days. Yeah, I think the first 14 days. I got mine pretty quick, but I guess it counted walks too. So I got mine in two runs. Good job, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean to. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I just took probably three more hours. Yeah. That's the best thing about the Strava chart is you can go both ways. Yeah. I'll That's, be up. I'll be up here with 10 miles and Jared will be over here with 40. So we're equal <laughs> on time. <laughs> That's how it was in the triathlon club too. For me, it was like, I was pretty slow, but I trained a lot more than everybody else. Yeah, <laughs> spent way more time out there. All right, not fellas. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Bourbon Bookshelf podcast. Our aim with this show is to encourage people to read widely, enjoy good beverages in moderation, get outside, and have good conversations. We hope we can meet this goal while serving as good company for you, the listener. Don't forget to check out our website, bourbonbookshelf.com, where you can find links to purchase any of the books we have covered on this show. We do receive very minor financial compensation if you purchase through the Amazon affiliate links, which we will use to continue to grow the show and keep it ad-free. If you enjoy the show, please let us know by subscribing to and reviewing the show, telling your friends, and following us on Instagram. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider making a small monthly donation to help us to continually improve the show. You can find the link to do this in the show notes for this episode on our website or on our Instagram page at bourbon underscore bookshelf. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon.